Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, crypto traders worldwide. And this is an out of cycle update as a follow on to a previous update that I made uh, regarding pig finance. And if you go back to that update, I didn't do a podcast update on it, but it's on social media. But I talked about the fact that pig finance has very solid tokenomics. Um, it's, it's, I don't really understand why it's struggling to appreciate in value. But it has solid tokenomics, and recently, this was last week, they announced that they were planning to do a migration. I'm not going to pick on PIG specifically. I'm just going to call out this is more of a pattern that I'm seeing in crypto, this tendency to do conversions, right? So you have a token, and with the token, it's built on a contract, and the contract has certain tokenomics. And once you verify the contract and add it to blockchain, you cannot make any changes. You cannot inject anything. So now this... The popular movement is to build a whole new, what they call upgradable contracts that allows them to make more fluid changes. But the, the risk is going up when they do this because now they're adding functions like, hey, we can lock the sales and we can change the sell fee to stop people from selling. We can do all this stuff midstream, which was never the intent of the contract concept. It was intended to say, this is what we agreed to. This is what we are going to inject with our investors. Okay, so if you're choosing to spin up a new contract, the way that they're doing it then is equivalent to what you would get if you did a reverse split in the stock world. They're changing the essentially the value of your token depending on how they do it. The initial pitch of a token, let's take SHIB because it's the current longest standing one of the so-called altcoins. SHIB kind of just stayed the course. SHIB had some challenging times. SHIB actually started, as I understand it, from a different development team who then took it over. It spiked up to its all-time high, the first all-time high, which was 3.8. It dipped way back down, lost a lot of zeros, and it stayed down for a while. The new development team kind of stayed the course, worked on ShibaSwap in the meantime, increased kind of the viral outreach, getting more people on board without having to push it or force it in different arenas, got more people to buy into it. And then through the power of social media, primarily Reddit and Twitter and other places, more people bought on and now it's got over 700,000 holders. It's being featured in major news. It's being featured on financial shows. You got that idiot Jim, whatever his name is, talking about it. So now we've got more exposure of the token, but SHIB hasn't really done anything. If you honestly look at it, they haven't really done anything other than increase exposure by increasing exposure, you increase the holder counts, create a viral and a visceral outreach for it, build on Shiba swap, get others on board with Shiba swap, which adds exposure to multiple coins, give staking options. And then from there work on the fundamentals of the, of the ecosystem, Shib and leash and bone from that. They did not do as far as I can recollect, they didn't do any sort of Vegas outreach and they didn't do any sort of, I think they did a Times Square thing once, but they didn't do the major blast out things. And, you know, there are rappers and things that bought in, but it was on their own volition. It wasn't, it was through word of mouth mostly. It wasn't them aggressively pushing it. We haven't even really heard from the devs that much, except for on Discord. Every now and then they'll go on there and they'll give updates. So SHIB kind of took an organic approach to get to where it is. And I would argue that they have been successful even when places like our cryptocurrency on Reddit totally debashed it and just did not want to give it any credit and didn't want to recognize that it has been successful in what it's doing. 
Is it over a dollar? No. But the point is, is that when you look at where it was and where it is, it has been successful in what it was doing. So now with these other tokens like a pig finance, uh, ID recently did a similar, but it wasn't exactly the same, but a similar thing, hold, and all these other ones, the whole, and uh, Kishu with Tenshi, these other ones, what they're doing now is this migration, which is essentially a reverse split. I want to explain this concept of what they're doing, and I speculated on why they were doing it before, but I want to just explain this. So when you have the contract and it's verified on blockchain, you cannot make changes to it, which is the point. It is locked in, and they're assuming you made smart decisions up front. They've now been working the contracts to where they're, quote, upgradable, meaning that they can inject different changes at any given time. This should concern any investor because at that point, you're at the mercy of them having the best of intentions and being ethical with you as an investor and not trying to rug pull you because being able to inject code means they could essentially rug pull you and take your money, which nobody really wants. But that's the risk now that's being inherited by these changes. I don't like to see the changes, but I understand why they're thinking it's a good idea because in their mind, in their bubble, I talked about the bubble, they're saying, no, we're ethical people, we're going to do it right, do, 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 and they don't understand. It doesn't take the whole org being rug pullers. You could just have one dev that gets disgruntled one day, hits the button, and then all of a sudden people are locked out of their sales, and now you've got a, a, cat a catastrophe, and then they disappear, and it's a failure, which is which is going to the scams that we've seen time and time again. And I don't want to see it go that way. And I don't understand. I really don't understand why they cannot figure out the right contract up front instead of working gimmicks or the so-called upgradable to where they can make changes. Because now that's just going to add less credibility because now you're going to have more scams that start out 100% legit. The token sniffers are going to say, nope, it's clean, 96%. Then all of a sudden, Dev A gets pissed off, hits the button, and now all of a sudden you're locked out from sales and you can't do anything. That's what happened with Hold Token, which is essentially a rug pull in a form. Turns out that they moved people. So they were trying to move people from the version one of the token over to version two of the token. They allowed people to buy version two of the token. Then they wanted to move everybody that shifted from version two, from one to two, to a, back to number one with the new contract. So they spent they spent up a new token with the new contract with the same name as number one, and it's this whole clunky, convoluted thing, and then try to impose extensive fees on people to be able to sell. So your money's locked in there, and you're going to lose some of it because of the slippage. This is a bad way to do it. When called out, all they did was basically ignore and ban people. Same issue I have with Ryoshi. Same issue I have had, and it's less so, but have had with the SHIB team. Same issue I've had with so many tokens where they just have this arrogant stance about it. And Ego, I called out in a previous podcast that they, again, in their bubble, they think it's all doing the right thing. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. So it's not about whether you have good intentions today. Again, rogue developer could screw it. And so it's not a good idea, I don't think, to have these flexible contracts because that means you can inject high fees on people that block people out or charge people a lot of money or increase the amount of liquidity because you just feel like it or just completely shut off transactions, which is a problem. It, I think it's going to cause more oversight views of the government say, okay, we need to lock this thing down because now it's starting to get out of control with all this and people are starting to get more scammed because they got to understand that they might have the best of intentions, but the bad actors are going to now use that 
to be more elaborate with their scams. And that's why I asked them to communicate the intent and the plan clearly with dates and actions and what they're actually going to do and be more transparent. And they refuse to do it, which just makes them look scummy. So I guess my plea again to the cryptocurrency community is to stop being, stop being so blockaded about questions that are being asked where you're doing things that are appear, have the appearance of being sketchy, get out of your bubble and stop thinking that, no, I'm an ethical person and I would never do anything wrong. Anything can happen. And when these are investors, they have the right to understand with specific details, what it is that you're actually doing behind the scenes. So-called upgradable contracts, I think are a bad idea. How about you just take the time to figure out what you want the contract tokenomics to look like when you build the contract in at the first, so you don't need to do a migration. Because so far, this could change, but so far, SHIB hasn't needed to do any migrations that I am aware of. So far, Satama has not needed to do any migrations, and they seem to have been perfectly fine growing their in, uh, investor base. So what is it that they're doing so different than what you guys are doing? It is that, at least in Saitama's side, no pun intended, they are more aware from a business perspective, how to run it, how to advertise it, how to market it, even though they started with what I believe was, I think a quadrillion tokens or some odd, or actually a hundred quadrillion. So they, it's one or a hundred, but they actually started with a business plan and it truly was inherited from somebody else who wanted to step back out of it, but they took it over from a business perspective and then they've gotten it to this point and they haven't needed to do these shifts and they have basic tokenomics. It has a basic burn and basic reflection and they're not doing anything fancy. And as a result, and we can look at the contract and we can see that there's a dead wallet in place and we can see the devs don't have a lot in their wallets and we can tell that there's ethics going on. And I'm not accusing any of the cryptos of being unethical. I'm saying that they're, they have their own bubble mentality, but it's nowhere near as bad as some of these other ones that are rushing to this migrate. And so when people invest and then only later you're being told it's going to migrate to a new token and then you basically got to trust them. To me, that's no, that's no better than a rug pull in the core if you think about it because you bought in under one auspice and so now you're changing the game underneath people that's just as bad as a rug pull and i'm pleading with them to stop doing that get it right the first time learn how to market your stuff get business knowledge and savvy and if you don't have it hire it so that you can understand how to market your token to where you don't have to do the migration because very few of them go correctly hold was a catastrophe frankly they didn't know what the heck they were doing and so many others. And so when I see Pig and they're talking about a migration now to V2, and I talked about that their tokenomics are solid. I didn't see anything wrong with the old tokenomics. It looks to me, and I could be wrong, and I, if they want to chime in, please do. But it looks to me that the only reason Pig is trying to migrate is to get out of Ethereum. Because as far as I can tell, I don't see any other logical reason for why they would want to get out of the token as it currently stands. But the, but, from what I can tell, Pig is already on Binance Smart Chain. So what are you migrating? If they're going to do the whole smart contract, I think that's a mistake. I think it's a critical mistake. I think it's short-sighted. I don't think it's a good idea. And I'm concerned for, see, my concern is always the investors. And I always get worried about the different investors and what their loss is going to be. And I don't want to see them experience any sort of significant migration 
lost just due to the developers either rushing it or being short-sighted and not listening to the other point I made, not listening. I guarantee you that with your investor based, you've got attorneys, you've got accountants, you've got auditors like myself in the past, you've got technology people like myself in the present, you've got all these different resources who they have a vested interest in the success of their investment. And so they're likely willing to at least provide some regular recommendations about things that they see as I'm doing with the podcast. I'm trying to share concerns that I see that of the actions that they're taking. I mean, and for whatever reason, they're not embracing it from any of us. And I don't know why that is. I said, they're not treating their investors like investors they are treating them like just a widget. I just want to increase that count of holders. And I don't, I don't understand that because again, it's not saying that you're creating an official contract. You're not adding them on board. You're just saying that, Hey, these people are, they have a vested interest in the success too. And so they're offering some suggestions or, you know, feedback as to things to watch out for things to be concerned with. And I don't know what that's all about. If what I'm seeing from their current tokenomics compared to the second tokenomics is correct, then chances are what they're, reacting to is the number of tokens uh the number of tokens right now looks like it's a quadrillion tokens and with these migrations what they tend to do is basically drop the number of tokens i mentioned some of the previous down to like a billion or 10 billion or 100 billion some small number that means nobody can get rich off of them i don't know if they're reacting to something or they're thinking oh we just need to get the market cap up there quick so we can rush ourselves on the Coinbase because Coinbase has a number of holders and a market cap requirement. And I don't know if that's what it is. And they're, they're struggling to get past the basics of marketing and advertising. If they're impatient, they don't want to wait on it. If they don't want to do better burns, I honestly don't know what's causing them to all. And there's a lot of them to leap to this migration to always move to this, whether it's, we're going to migrate from Ethereum to Binance, which is what Keon is doing. It's not really a migration, but that basically is what it is. Uh, with Pig, I, I don't know what they're specifically doing because they haven't announced, but it looks like they're just trying to get the inventory down, the number of tokens. Um, uh, Kishu with Tenshi, uh, ID, and IDs, to be fair, IDs, again, they, they treated people like investors and they just had one rogue off developer that decided to ban people. But generally they have been very, they've been communicating with people along the way and now they're kind of hitting the ground running and they're able to advertise it because now it's on Ethereum and Binance. So theirs seem to work out okay. However, it suffered in value along the way because of the loss of people who were investing. And so they had to deal with the pain and now they got to rebuild from scratch. So it's very similar to where SHIB was. So I still see potential in things like ID, but I'd rather not have to do the migration without a very good reason why we're doing it. If we're just doing it to kill inventory, I think it's the wrong strategy because the current, again, I just think we just need to get smarter when we think about it before we launch the token. And some of these, it was out of their control. They might've inherited it from somebody else, which was the case for Saitama actually. Saitama was inherited. There was a different developer. They inherited it, took it over. But in their case, they just decided to make it work, right? They didn't just revamp the whole darn thing. They revamped the marketing. They revamped the branding. They revamped the strategy, but not the contract, at least not right now. And I'm hoping they never do. They could, but I, I think at this point it's kind of moot because they've gotten 
traction on it. There are over 200,000 holders. It's getting more successful. And so I, I'm going to speculate a little bit. I don't like to do that, but I'm going to speculate because I think it's only fair. Any of these ones that are doing the migration, and they'll always call out V1 and V2 and all this garbage. The reason they're doing that is because the contract that they currently have, they're trying to introduce a new contract. The reason they would introduce a new contract is simply because there's something in the current contract that either they don't think is succeeding, meaning it's not working, or they're trying to do something that might indicate a potential rug pull, and that's a concern. And they're at the same time, they're constraining the number of tokens in the inventory, which means that you're not going to be able to get any wealth out of any of these. And I'm not sure what the thought process is of that, because by doing this, you're it's a disincentive to retail traders. You know, these super wealthy people are not going to buy you just because you're now a penny versus fractions. You have to have a marketing plan. You have to have a strategy. You have to have a business mind to make it work. And then it doesn't matter what the price is. And frankly, you're more likely to get the buy-in from the celebrities if it's a fractional versus when it's a penny already or a dollar or something. Because at that point, you can feel, again, I talked about the psychological effect of owning a certain number of tokens or greater, especially when you know that it has stronger potential to drop at least one zero. If you invest you know, $100,000 into something and you're able to get that darn thing to drop a single zero, I mean, you're sitting happy. And if you're a super wealthy person, that's good for you. That's a huge return on investment. You're less likely to be able to do that when you're already at the penny mark. So I think it's a short-sighted strategy. I don't think it's a strong strategy that's long-term. I think many of these, we're going to see the failure rate go up instead of down because PIG right now has a very good tokenomic set. Very good from what I can tell. I don't see any issues with the current tokenomics. They have a lot of good holders. So I think they're making a knee-jerk reaction. I think many of these are making knee-jerk reactions that are going to hurt them in the long term. I'd like to see it stop, but I don't know the origin of it. I don't know the, the reason I'm, sus I'm suspecting that the updated contract that they're trying to move to is somehow just out there, and then they've looked at it, and they said, oh, yeah, this is great. Let's do this. And then everybody's jumping on board. If that's the case and that's what they're doing, I, I don't agree with it, and I think it's a bad move, and I think it's going to tank a lot more tokens that could have a better strategy. So now there's some information here about the migration, and I'll wrap this up. I just saw this here. So it looks like what they're going to do is, uh, like I said, they're going to build up a new contract. What they've done is they took a, a dev, and it looks like they partnered with a dev, the Floki dev. I don't know why you do the Floki dev because Floki has not been successful, but I digress. They want to increase the burn rate. They want to build in a marketing wallet. I don't disagree with the marketing wallet because I think it's needed and they miss it the first time. I understand it, but what I would have rather seen them do is simply build up a parallel token as a complement to the main token so that your main is still doing what it needs to do but it's supported by the secondary token as more framework. So similar to what you got with SHIB and BONE, right? That you've got a different token that's in parallel. It's got the constrained inventory, and then you can use some of it to support the liquidity on this other side, and you can redirect it as the marketing overall for the NT ecosystem. I think that would have been a better approach in my mind rather than doing a what, what we're doing. Uh, they're... they're Trying to increase liquidity, like I said, if you just build a parallel token, you can just intercept some of its profit over to the first token and support it that way, which I think is more sustainable. 
Because if you just hang your hat on this new contract, you're going to have some issues. And as they're describing the migration, it looks like it's going to be the same, frankly, garbage that they did with Hold Token, which was a catastrophe. They're talking about Atomic Swap. So Atomic Swap, what they're doing is that they're going to take, so you got a token bag of however much. If you're not bought in the pig, you don't worry about it. If you are, you got a token bag. They're going to basically take your existing bag. It's going to stay there, but then you're going to spin up a V2 and then send the value over to that new token. They're bragging about the new token all day long, and that's fine. But they're, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm in disagreement. I understand what they're doing. I'm in disagreement with their push to do it. I think it's the wrong idea. I, I respect them for feeling like it's the right answer. It's their project. I just don't think it's the right answer. I think they could have fixed what they had and taken the opportunity to piggyback off of, no pun intended, the SHIB ecosystem concept, the pancake swap concept of ecosystems where you can have a parallel token that powers all the stuff that you're doing. If you want to rebrand, that's a different thing. I understand that because pig finance sounds kind of weird, but there's ways to have gotten around that without having to completely drastically change things around as we saw with Satama. So for all the different coin creators out there, you know, I understand why we do these things. I understand the expansion and the thought that this is going to get you that growth. If you're going to do these things, I just, to me, it's think it out up front before you even create the freaking token. Think it out. Take the time to understand. Don't just throw something out there. I know some of you inherited possibly bad code or a short-sighted contract. I get it. I understand that things change. I understand that the world changes. Society changes. Regs change. I get all that. However, I'm just saying that we should be able to think and anticipate in advance some of these things so we don't need to do a V2. I'm not suggesting you don't do anything. I'm saying that there's ways to do it without disrupting your current users with an ecosystem concept that solves the same problem. So burning, let's go down their list, burning more at a faster rate. If you implement second parallel token and you have hit burn the parent coin, you've just solved that problem without disrupting the main users. Team gets a marketing wallet. If you tell that second token to intercept some of its value and create a marketing wallet, because your marketing is in parallel. You're, you're not changing your marketing. You're not increasing it just because you had a new token. Now you solve that problem. Faster listings with the marketing wallet, because you intercepted it from the second token, you achieve this one automatically. Heavier liquidity. If you take the main token and you use it to support the liquidity of the main token, you've solved that problem. I think the fear on this one is, well, how do we get the main token to actually get sold to where it's actually generating the liquidity that we expect? The answer is simple. You make sure that the second token has a price that is still reasonable, but it's higher than the main token because you want its market cap to go higher. You're doing the same thing that you're doing with the move, but you're doing it with a parallel token and you're strengthening the ecosystem concept so that the the tokens actually support each other. Your main token can be your primary source of getting new business. Your secondary token, you can offer staking rewards. You can offer all sorts of stuff to complement that outreach and incentivize people to buy into the second token. And I guarantee you to work. You don't have a significant amount of people buying Boom, 
But once they get into shiv and they realize that, oh, if I stake my shiv, I can get bone. And then if I hold bone I, and I stake it over here, I get this. And now you're incentivizing holding these other tokens. And by doing this, you increase the value of those tokens. And by doing that, you entice people to buy in, which then increases the liquidity. You solve the same problem. They talked also about an Ethereum. So they wanted to have pig on the Ethereum side, like they have pig on the Binance. That's what I thought. I, I understand this because we talked about it. The Ethereum side is where the people are because that's where the Americans are predominantly. Binance is pretty much on the international side. And your growth really depends on having both. However, I, I think you haven't really solved the Binance side yet, in my opinion. Like, I think they're doing too many things at once. I would rather just fix because liquidity seems like a concern. Burn rate seems like a concern. Marketing wallet seems like a concern. If you do a parallel token, get it set up, get it working, you solve that problem. Here's an even more beautiful thought. What if you make that parallel token on the Ethereum side? ID actually has Verse. It's on the Ethereum side right now. So as Verse is held, you get rewards, Ethereum rewards, but it's on the Ethereum side. They're getting much more money off the verse i guarantee you than they are off id verse is supporting id however id powers the entire ecosystem under the hood but they can use verse on the ethereum to support that so the secondary token actually supports even that last bullet the move all that's going to do is disrupt the people it's going to disrupt sales it's going to disrupt the buy-in and yes at some point it'll settle down and get into a groove but then you're going to constrain the inventory down to like 10 billion or something Nobody will be able to get rich, and then there's no incentive to really keep hold the course. I just don't think it's a winning proposition compared to what I'm what I'm proposing, and it's too late now. But what I'm proposing gets you both. It gets you the best of both worlds. You get a second token for an ecosystem, so you get to support multiple different avenues of revenue: one on the Ethereum side, one on the Binance side. You use the one on the Ethereum side to help support the one that's already on the Binance side. You can pitch the one on the Ethereum side because as long as you build it correctly, it should be very easy for you to get that on the exchanges. The Binance ones are the ones hard to get on the exchanges. The Ethereum ones are much easier to do it. Frankly, if I were them, I would hold off on the Ethereum one entirely unless they plan to do a separate token for that. I wouldn't do the main because all that's going to do is create more work on your migration path because you're going to probably have to do two migrations at that point. This is all my thought dump. Uh, for this, it's already underway, and I'm not targeting pig only, but I know that these bullets are pretty much common across all the ones doing this conversion stuff, and I wish it would stop. I wish they would think of better ways to do it, and I wish they would reach out to the resources that are already invested that would love to help them if they would ask the question. That's all.